What the Actual Fork podcast is co-hosted by two intuitive eating registered dietitians, yours truly, Sammy Previtt, owner of Fine Food Freedom, and Jenna Warner, owner of Happy Strong Healthy. We can't stand diet culture bullshit and love keeping it real. Our mission is for all humans to believe that they are made for so much more than chasing a smaller body. We are also here to share with you that food can be fun and pleasurable again. Although we are medical professionals, we are human beings too. We are not afraid to share our deepest, darkest secrets and how many years of our lives were taken by diet culture. We started this podcast so no human has to feel alone in their journey towards food freedom. So get comfy and join us for a casual combo where you can expect to laugh, cry, learn, and grow. We are so grateful that you're here. So if you enjoy this podcast and want to connect further, we invite you to follow along on Instagram at what the actual fork pod and subscribe, rate and review our podcast so we can continue to share this message with more and more people. Now let's get into it. Welcome back to another episode of what the actual fork podcast. Sam, how are you today? I feel like <laughs> I feel like we have been talking nonstop since one, which is we true. Have. Today has just been like record, 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 <laughs> which is always a pleasure. And that it's I get now to... three fifteen, just so everyone's yeah. clear. <laughs> so I feel like it's been truly nonstop. But I mean, we've had a lot of really amazing conversations today, so that's been very refreshing. Lots to think about. Yeah. And before I ask you, you're what the actual fork moment, I did just want to call attention that we got a new review. Um, that is so sweet. And I just want to give a little shout out to B Kelly's 88, who said what the actual fork podcast is part of my daily routine. I listen to this podcast every day while getting ready in the morning. I love this podcast and what it's done for me and my outlook on eating and body. It is always it always gets me in a great mindset for the day, which is just like so powerful because something we were talking about offline in between these recordings is like previously, like pre-COVID times, like people listen to podcasts while driving to work. Mm-hmm. Now so many people are working from home that we're curious when you guys listen to podcasts. And so getting ready in the morning, like that sounds amazing. And I so appreciate hearing that. So thank you, B. Kelly's. Isn't that cool too? Like, I, I think I say this every single time we <laughs> read a review <laughs> that people listen. That still blows my mind. Like I still don't just like with TikTok or Instagram. I'm like, people see this. Like when people are like, I saw your TikTok. I'm like, oh, wait, you watch that? <laughs> but like, I still, I don't register, but like, I would love to just like see someone listening to our podcast, like while getting ready and like, we're in the room with them, but we're not like, that's just so cool. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's such an honor that people want to bring us into their home, like, and that we, you know, we're a safe space for them and help them set the tone for the day. Like what, what more could you ask for? That's really refreshing to hear. And as a reminder, if that hits home for you, we would love to hear from you too. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. These are like, the reviews are our favorite. I feel like they really charge us up and make us realize like, that's why we show up every, you know single time to record is to make sure that we're making an impact where people need it. Twice a week, Um, baby. Yeah. (laughs) So tell me, I got to share since we've been recording so much today, I got (laughs) to, I got to share in the last episode, what a current, what the actual fork moment is for me. Um, Do you have one this week that is just like burning in you that you'd like to talk about? 
burning passion. I mean, there's always a million. I think one is, so I know it was mentioned in the episode briefly with Wendy and Jess about the Gwyneth Paltrow episode on, is it Dr. Will Cole's podcast, I believe. So, I mean, you and I both covered it on our personal account. Doctor said very loosely. Yeah. Air quotes. (laughs) Heavy air quotes. Doctor. We literally say heavy air quotes. I say heavy air quotes. You say quote unquote. It's funny. We have like a different way to say it. (laughs) So if people want to learn more about that, head over to find.food.freedom or happystronghealthy.rd and you'll get all of the breakdowns there. But there's a couple of things I want to cover as like fringe around that. So my what the actual fork moment is, oh, it's like, how do I lead into this? You have to go and read all about the Gwyneth Paltrow interview stuff and how we are clearly saying it's harmful, but the comment section, like the amount of hate that Gwyneth got, it really rocked me in a really Mm. strange way. Like it made me step back and, and like, do I support Gwyneth's wellness routine? <laughs> Fuck no. Like, quote do unquote I, wellness. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, quote unquote this entire conversation. Um, do I support Dr. Will Cole's inter, uh, what does he call it? Um, intuitive fasting book? Fuck no. Oh, that was him. Okay. Got yeah, it. Yeah. And she has the foreword in the book. So that's the whole it. connection. Okay. okay? So do I support, yeah. Do I support them at all? Absolutely not. But... I'm going to put a huge butt here. The Like you and I have experienced hate on TikTok. You and I experience hate on Instagram. That's a part of the gig. Like if you're going to show up online and have opinions, like unfortunately, like there's no way to do that without people hating you. But I just like picture, I don't know if Gwyneth even reads comments. So like, obviously these are our opinions right now, right? She Mm -hmm. has an eating disorder. Like, I don't care what anyone says. Like, sure, I don't know for sure. Okay, whatever. She has an eating disorder. Mm -hmm. And she reads all of these comments about herself. How, like, I know what she's saying is harmful, but, like, as a human, I just, it really hit me where I'm like, how can you want to live anymore if you open these apps and read what people are saying about you, even though, again, what she's saying is very harmful. I'm not supporting it. So that was something that just like, I almost didn't even want to comment on the situation. One, because it was just so fucking annoying that every piece of content in our industry was around that. (laughs) But two, like, what what did you think we were going to say? And that's why my... excuse me, mine was really short of like, if you're looking to Gwyneth Paltrow for nutrition advice, that's on you. Like period, end of sentence, like stop right there. Like find an intuitive eating dietitian, find a registered dietitian. Like, and I think like Wendy and Jess got into that. I believe it was Jess was just like, like, who are we looking to? Or like, what what are we doing? Like, why are people not having so much time on their hands? And I think what stopped me in my tracks is just, how insane the internet is, how hurtful people are, how we think it's okay to just tear people down. Mm -hmm. And then we talk a lot about this in today's episode, which really got me thinking of like, 
if we shut our TikToks down, if we shut Instagram down and never went back, like right now, mm, I love, I know what you're going to say. And I love it. <laughs> life would continue on. Mm-hmm. And I, and there's the, like, you know, I've been in my own debacles on social media where I was getting blasted on fit talk. And it felt like my, like there were dark parts of that where I felt like everyone hates me. And, but then like you walk outside and you go to the grocery store, no one knows who the fuck I am. Like, do you know what I mean? So there's like these weird realities that exist where it's almost like you're in it and I'm getting like real inception here. You probably didn't think <laughs> I was going to go this way, but I just like, I just think the internet is wild. I think we need to be kinder. I think people say really harmful shit and it's okay to call that out as harmful, but that doesn't mean we need to tell someone that they need to die. And I don't know. I don't, I don't have all the answers. I'm just sharing what's in my brain right now. No, I love that. And I think, you know, I've been coming at, and this is a large part of the conversation that we have on our podcast today, but I've been really thinking deeply about like health and like what it means to me and like where I fall in the spectrum mm-hmm. a lot more lately than ever. And I've never shared this with anyone. I mean, only my husband knows this because he recommended me, but like, for fertility, I have been seeing a functional medicine, like he would characterize himself as a functional medicine mm-hmm. doctor, right? Mm-hmm. But if I shared that on social media, I would be called a hypocrite, right? Which is so funny because Julie, you know, on my dietitian team, she would open, like her, she has an amazing functional medicine doctor. I go, went to acupuncture for fertility. That is one of the biggest pieces of advice I would give to anyone going through fertility treatments or wanting to fall pregnant. Mm-hmm. So this man like does these things where he like tests and whatever. And I'm like, what the fuck did you just do? But like, I actually had like this beautiful conversation with him the other day. And the reason I'm bringing this up is because I'm on Dr. Will Cole's fucking website and it says functional medicine for people around the world. So like, that's what you think of, right? Like you think of somebody like this, Gwyneth Paltrow, IVs, et cetera. But like the reality is, is that like health and health practices are going to be different for every single person. This man has changed my entire life and, you know, what his credentials are for doing so are different than what I would typically recommend for anybody. But Mm -hmm. so the conversation that I had with him was like, listen, the only, and I said to his face, I said, the only reason that I trust you and why I keep coming back is because, you know, my husband has thyroid um, insufficiency, let's just say. One of the recommendations that this doctor gave my husband was to do like some intermittent fasting. And there was something along the lines of like using apple cider vinegar. And I rolled my eyes so hard and I was like, it's so fucking stupid. It seems to make my husband feel better. When I went to see this man, he said to me, Jenna, you're not eating enough. You're waking up in the middle of the night because your blood sugar is dropping. Like have a snack before bed. I'm talking like 9 p.m. He said, abs, like more food, blah, 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 blah. Like, and I think I eat plenty, <laughs> but like, this was a man that told one person one thing and saw another patient with another set of, you know, issues, a completely different recommendation and typical traditional medicine wouldn't be having these conversations. Mm-hmm. And I just think that that's so important. And like, just to like bring that all full circle, the internet is just full of judging. Mm-hmm. And it's really scary and it can be really confusing. And the topic that we talk about today is why wellness sucks. <laughs> so Literally. It all goes hand in hand. 
And like, I actually, I think I told you this too, but like, so I posted that I went to acupuncture and somebody messaged me and was like, how dare you as a science evidence-based dietitian promote acupuncture that's not evidence-based on Which your Which is not true. Like there are a lot of <laughs> like... studies around acupuncture. And and it, and I think going back to what you said, and I'm, I'm glad you brought that up and happy, you know, thank you for sharing that and being vulnerable. Because when I look at some of my my two acupuncturists and some of their beliefs, they're absolutely not aligned with intuitive eating, like mm. openly on their website. But if I were to just say like, oh, well, then I can't go there and I can't partake in acupuncture because it's it's this black and white, this all or nothing. And I understand both sides of it because I feel like you and I have been through those really like we've gone through the stages of grief with repairing our relationships with food that when you're in that really anger, like angry section of it, it's hard to see the gray but I do think as we've continued to heal, we're seeing a lot more gray now. Mm. And I don't think there's value in being so black and white and saying if if they're not hazeline intuitive eating, da, 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 then fuck it. Like it's like, okay, we're not like these righteous people that know all. So can we keep an open like the number one word we use on here is like curious. Can we be right. curious? Right. Um so yeah, I think had no idea what we're going to spin the conversation this way, but I think it, it makes so much sense with Just what we so talked about growth. today. Yeah. yeah. And I think as you grow and get older and like your definitions of things and what's important to you, it just changes. Yes. Your and relationship like, to all of these things yeah. changes. And so like, again, we're going to talk about this in the episode, but like I got an angry DM from somebody saying, how can you support so-and-so? I won't like ruin it for everyone when he also, you know, gives so-and-so a platform to speak on. And it's like, why, first of all, are you looking at who I follow? But like, second of all, you may not agree with everything that we say on here, but we're giving you different thought processes and different things to think about. And I think there's so much value in that. Um, That's we're like, not meant to agree with everything that somebody says. Like, I don't agree with everything my husband says, but I, I'm still with him. Yes, <laughs> like, exactly. <laughs> and like, that's like you and I having an opportunity to go speak, you know, on a, a podcast or a network. It's like every other story on a news network is like, look at how many pounds she lost with those epic. But like, if they're going to give us a platform to speak about intuitive eating and like, of course we're going to take it because that gives us an opportunity to, to, to spread our messages. So uh, craziness, craziness. But again, I think it's good. I think this, this has been truly like a very um, thought provoking day on the podcast. Like, I feel like this has really challenged us and not to say that others haven't, but I think sometimes we bring up messages that so clearly align with us and are so clearly, you know, what we preach. So to open, I feel like Wendy and Jess really challenged us and what they were saying. And it was really refreshing to hear. So it's a great conversation, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yes. So we had Wendy Lopez and Jessica Jones on the podcast. You all know them on Instagram at food heaven. They have the food heaven podcast. So Wendy Lopez and Jessica Jones are nationally recognized registered dietitians, certified diabetes educators, and founders of Food Heaven, an online resource exploring the intersections of wellness and social justice. With over 4 million downloads, their popular Food Heaven podcast dives into evidence-based nutrition, mental health, health at every size, haze, food and culture, intuitive eating, and body respect. And Jenna and I have 
been on the Food Heaven podcast as guests with them. So we love them. They're also co-authors of the 28-Day Plant-Powered Health Reboot. The Dynamic Duo pens a monthly food and nutrition column for Self Magazine. I didn't know that. That's amazing. Um, And through their platform, Wendy and Jess work with national brands such as Quaker Oats, SunSweet, the Almond Board of California, and the U.S. Highbush Blueberry Council to develop tasty recipes and curated multimedia content. Enjoy this episode. Get out a pen and paper. Definitely want to take some notes and get curious about some of this stuff and how it makes you feel enjoy all right we got wendy we got jessica we now we have been on the food heaven podcast we were so lucky (laughs) to do that so now it's a pod swap we got you guys on what the actual fork and it wouldn't be a true what the actual fork podcast episode if we didn't throw it right over to you and make you give us your most recent or your most profound what the actual fork moment that just stopped you in your tracks, something you saw on social, maybe a commercial, maybe a specific podcast interview with some celebrity. What stopped you in your tracks and made you say what the actual fork is this shit? Hmm. Um, Does it have to be about nutrition or just anything? Anything like nutrition, body Ish. image, overall wellness oh. related. Mm. Or if you had something else, like, let's go with it. Whatever, whatever came to no, mind. My thing, it's not, it wasn't like a, the reason I'm sick, I'm getting sick is I'm not on TikTok, but my friend sent me this book talk. Have you guys heard of that? The book, you've heard of it. Mm-hmm. Do you know what? So it's like, you're, you're, you're in like. So when you're in okay. book, book talk, right? So, and Jenna can back me up on this. There's different sections in the TikTok world. So if you're on okay. book talk, you're getting a lot of authors. Like you're getting a lot of books. Oh. Like Colleen Hoover is like taking over book talk. So like Swift talk is like all the T-Swifties, like all the Swift fans. I we see. have um, like mom talk. If you get in that cloud, it's like all the moms of TikTok. So if you're in book talk, you're surrounded by books and jenna please back me up if that's like wait wait but mom talk is actually like a group of women out in utah that swing with each other so that's not the side of tiktok that you want to be on oh shit i thought when when people use hashtag mom talk so they're talking like utah utah swingers didn't know that just learn something. Okay. But yeah. Jessica, let us know what, what is your, your Okay. So the thing that stopped me in my tracks is my friend sent me this. She's it's I thought it was book talk. And it's like where um, you know, like the I guess romantic books from back in the day where there's like a male and female character, and then the male like leans up against the female character to kiss the female character in a doorway, and then everybody was like doing that on tiktok so then last night i was like babe let's do this i mean not to record it just to do it and so we're like making out in the doorway and then this morning i'm like wait a minute why am i feeling sick and he's like oh yeah my my throat was sore a couple days ago but i'm not it's not sore anymore so i'm like dang (laughs) it's a horrible story (laughs) it's an amazing story and i know i know exactly what trend you're talking about okay because i'm not that out guys edit that out no i don't want to no you must okay but that's mine that's what stopped me in my tracks was the book talk (laughs) the kissing in the hallway in the doorway and then now i feel like i'm getting sick and i'm like how could he do this to me like what a jerk but anyways (laughs) He wanted to stay home and cuddle with you. That's all. <laughs> 
I know exactly what you're talking about. And it, and it came from book talk where people are like in, in these, you know, romance novels. Maybe it's romance novels, like, yes. Hot and bothered. It's like the man like stops you. And I've seen a couple people that I follow like reenact it. And I'm like, damn, this is hot. Like, right. That's what my friend said. She's like, this is hot AF. And I was like, okay, I got to try this. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Wendy, how about you? What's coming up for you? Nothing, honestly. <laughs> I'm trying to like think of like what I I'm kind of blank on on this question I'm not really sure um I also have like a million things going on so I feel like my brain is like very very blurry um so I'm sorry I I don't think I have anything I think you saying that is so refreshing yeah I remember when you when we were on your podcast you you told us that you guys aren't on TikTok and Jenna and I were like, wouldn't Done. that be nice? <laughs> like, wouldn't that be nice? Because if you were on TikTok, you would have 5,000 answers. Oh, really? <laughs> because of the shit that's yeah. on there. Yeah. It's, and yeah. also, I mean, it's probably because I'm not online as much right now just because I'm I am doing a renovation. So I don't really know. I mean, I saw the whole Gwyneth Paltrow thing because everyone's been like talking about oh, it. Yeah. But I, I'm sure you guys have addressed it. And like, I don't know that I really want to talk about that as my thing. So I don't have anything aside from that, just because I think that's what's trending right now. Um yeah. Yeah, I feel like that perfectly segues into what we will talk about today. And like, I actually had a DM right before hopping on this call. I was just like looking at my DMs and some like angry person with one follower and zero posts. So those are always my favorite was like, how dare you follow? And I think it was Jay Shetty. Um, he puts people like this on his podcast and he had an interview, I guess, with Dr. Will Cole, who is the doctor that interviewed Gwyneth Paltrow in this recent podcast episode. And like that alone, like, obviously I did not respond, but like that alone, I think, plus what you just said, segues into the topic of the day, which is (laughs) how do you guys feel about wellness? (laughs) Well, I mean, first of all, get a life. I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm sick of being polite about it. Get a life. Why are you going through somebody's um, followers? And I always think of Cardi. She's like public opinions from private accounts. As soon as I see your account is private, you have no followers or not even that you need followers, no friends, no nothing. I'm just, I'm over it. And I feel like we're living a little bit too much on the internet world and not enough in the real world. And I think people are getting confused (laughs) about what's important and what's not important and who you're following is also nobody's business. Um, And there's a lot of policing going on. And honestly, yeah, I think we're just tired of, I mean, tired of, yeah, wellness in general. Um, I was going to say the internet, but I, I don't want to say I'm 100% like over the internet because I'm not, but it's just, it's a lot. And I feel like the pandemic made things worse. And the question is, where do we go from here? 
Mm. Yeah. Actually, that made me think about, because with Love is Blind, the uh, newest season, there's that couple where it's like the the woman who's like kind of more docile and everything. Everyone's like, blink twice if you're okay, that couple. Oh, yes. Yeah. Car- Ka- Carlene, Ka- something lean. Yeah. Right. So people are going in on on who he's following and basically how he's like following Trump and like all this stuff. And like, you know, I guess people are doing deep dives into these people's profiles and then going in on them because of, um, mm. you know, who they're following and what they, but I'm just like, is it really that surprising? Like, you know, no. this is Texas and you know, they're white. He seems kind of conservative. Are we that surprised? I don't know. Like, why are we holding these people to a higher standard or like to whatever it is that your standard is it's very confusing yeah such a good point and like yeah the cast of love is blind like why are they on a pedestal like it's like bachelor (laughs) nation people like literally the cast of love is blind tear them apart and it's like so I would love to hear from you know both of you you host this massive podcast food heaven that covers all of all of the things in nutrition and anti-diet world when you hear the word wellness, right? What is it? What are you like? What is the definition for you? Like the real true definition of wellness, how you define it. And again, there's no right answer, just how you define it. But then how do you feel like the world right now is defining wellness? Like, And what is the difference between those two? So I'm going to be honest. I don't know how I define it anymore. I'm just being truthful. And that's part of the conundrum for me is like, I, I had a very clear cut idea of what it was. And now as I'm getting older and I'm changing and everything about like my life, my body, my wellness is changing. I'm like, well, what does wellness even mean for me anymore? I don't even know. Um, I know what it definitely does doesn't mean for me, which is just like, you know, having these expensive green drinks or wellness being um, indicative of like your shape or your size, you know, thin people being well and everybody else having to strive to lose weight in order to be healthy. Right. I know that that's not it, but um, I don't know. I think that it's, it's very layered. And I think it's honestly, it's an individual pursuit. And because we all have such a unique point of view, um, I think it's different for everybody. And I think it's something that we all have to figure out because like, I definitely am somebody who embraces intuitive eating. And I think that that is important. And also it's like, I wasn't feeling my best. And I'm not saying that's the reason why I wasn't feeling my best, but it's like, okay, we are here like talking about all these things that are important. And yet I still feel like there's more that I need to explore or figure out on my wellness journey in order to feel better. And some of that has to do with food. A lot of it had nothing to do with food, but I think it's just really complicated. Yeah. I think part of the turn off for me with wellness um and this happens with a lot of things on the internet is that it just becomes really culty on yeah. both sides so it's like it's really culty with the diety stuff and people just going super hard with you know like it's like extremes on both ends where it's like people it's almost like a religion when it comes to like the paleo and the keto or whatever and then on the other end of that 
it's like with the anti-diet, you know, movement, intuitive eating, it's like, it feels culty with that as well, where it's like, like you said, like it, you're, people are like looking into who you're following. And if it doesn't align right. with how they see things, it's like, they're trying to cancel you. And I feel like we're not really humanizing people with all this. It's so complex and we're not giving people the space to figure things out on their own terms when it comes to wellness. Yeah. That I feel like it's figuring it out on your own terms is like the thing that everybody is missing. And I also think everybody is looking for somebody else for the answers. And it's really the answers are coming. You need to figure out the answers for yourself. And I think there's comfort, right. And things being a hundred percent one way, you know, having black and white thinking. But for me, as I get older, I'm much more about embracing the gray area, turning everything off and really going within. And maybe that is listening to a Jay Shetty podcast here and there. Like there was a (laughs) podcast that he had and it really was, I loved it. Like I loved what he had to me say. Too. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, and, but the thing is before I would never listen to him. I'd be like, Oh my God. Like, right. Some people like Jay shitty or whatever, but now I'm like, no, be open to learning from different people. You don't have to agree with everything that they say. And I think that's the thing that's tricky because we're in a place where it's like, again, black and white, a hundred percent or nothing, but we can take what we like and we can leave what we don't. And that's what I think wellness is becoming for me right now. I love all that. And I honestly, I try to think back and like, I have a shitty memory if I'm being honest, but like, where does the word wellness even like stem from? I was trying to think of like the name of like in college, like it was college of health and human development at Penn state. I was like, was it the college of health and wellness? Like, no, it wasn't, Uh, but I don't even know like where that term came from and like what it has become. And I also, I have, you know, a lot of dietitian friends that have very different thought processes and, you know, schools of thought than I do, which I, I embrace. Um, but I have one friend who is a, you know, on the opposite side of the spectrum from me, as far as what our practices are. And she made a comment the other day on this group call that we were on that was like, everybody is so busy online fighting with each other over who is right, quote unquote, with their like definition, let's say of wellness, that we're missing out on the opportunity to help the people that need us that are literally right Right. in front of us. Right. And like, I don't feel like there's any, and that wasn't her quote. She read it somewhere, but I can't remember where, Um, but like, it's so true and it's so profound because, you know, I'll find myself and I don't know how the three of you feel about this, but like, listen, to people's conversations like in coffee shops or gyms or grocery shopping and being like, should I say something? Or like, should I let them have their own experience of wellness and food shopping? Right. And like back in the day, I used to interject and be like, well, actually, and now I'm like, you know what, if that works for you, it works for you and like moving on. And I feel like, just like you said, Jessica, like as I get older, the way in which I want to help people has also changed, which I think is really hard to understand sometimes too. Does that make sense? Total. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. It's so interesting. So like with that, Food Heaven is a podcast that covers like everything. And also your blog has so much beautiful food recipes on it. So like, how would you describe Food Heaven and what you guys are really 
pursuing as your mission of the podcast now? Yeah, that's a great question. Because I think we're trying to figure that out. Because, you know, we've been doing Food Heaven for, I think it's been 11 or 12 years at this point, And it's really grown with us, you know, as we've evolved as dietitians, um, you know, people who enjoy cooking, like the brand has also evolved as well. And we kind of just, I don't know, we feel like a bit at a crossroads just with being overwhelmed with you know, the online space, all of the changes, all of the wellness stuff. And so, you know, I think at this point in time, we're like, yeah, we're, we're really trying to be more clear about that so we can move with intention uh, moving forward because we feel a bit scattered, you know, like in the past, it's been um, providing resources that are accessible to people um, that are weight inclusive recipes that represent different cultures that are flavorful that are simple that you know include ingredients that you can get in different neighborhoods despite like you know what your income level is so like you know and that comes from our roots like working in New York City at farmers markets and um, trying to, you know, just provide like basic nutrition education uh, for people, like literally how to incorporate more fruits and vegetables into your diet. Like, you know, just very, uh, I think, you know, things that we consider to be kind of basic, but that I think a lot of people struggle with just like, you yeah. know, those day-to-day struggles, that was like our foundation and it's really evolved from there. And so, you know, we still believe in all of that. And, um, but we're just, yeah, we're just trying to figure out <laughs> where, where to go from here. Cause we've been doing this for so long, um, you know, but yeah. We're open to suggestions, DMs. Yeah. Open. <laughs> but I think that's such like a, a beautiful response and thank you for being so open, you know, here because if you were doing the same thing that you were doing three years ago, like what, how could you possibly be doing that? Because you have this growth and this evolution as a human. And like you were saying earlier, just too, like your, your, definition of wellness has completely changed as you age and like I know Jenna if we were doing and saying the same thing that we did three years ago like we would be cringing at ourselves and yeah. so we, we openly <laughs> talk about that change all the time and I think that's that's such a beautiful thing wait, wait, wait. somebody actually listened to our first ever episode and then did a whole podcast about how cringy our oh, podcast yeah. Doesn't she coin herself an anti-diet dietitian too? So, or like she has an anti-diet podcast. Okay. Oh, no. So maybe she's like a coach. A, People a coach. have too much time on their like. hands. Back to our conversation <laughs> of the too much time. <laughs> right. I, I want to ask a question then going off of that, Jess, you said something earlier that I wrote down about how we're a lot of us, I think, all of us can be guilty, every human of this, living a lot of our lives online and not in the present. So I would love to hear from you both of what are things that you just so genuinely enjoy that bring you back to the present? Um, and Jess, you're not allowed to say kissing under a doorway again as your answer. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Dancing, number one, 100%. Um, easily 
And I, did I talk about this on the podcast? I don't even know. Probably not. I went to a runway show and there, um, it was a show where at the end, like anybody could get up and walk, which was really cool. Uh, I did end up doing a walk and it was pretty bad, but then I realized, oh, this is actually really fun. This could be another you know, not even workout, but just fun, like movement activity. So I've been doing that where I put on the runway music and I just do like catwalks all through my house. And that definitely brings me back to the present moment. And it's so enjoyable. Um, and then one of the other things, I know it's technically still digital, but I love going to the movies. And the reason I like going to the movies more so than watching a movie at home is because you're actually forced to put your phone down. You're forced to be present. All You have no other senses that are kind of, you know, competing with you watching the movie. And I love getting my little popcorn and my drink and my candy. And so that's one of my favorite things. And then I'll say just walking, um, being in nature, especially with my dog, that brings me the most joy is just watching her off leash run and have a good time. She's so cute. So those are my three things right now. Yeah. Catwalk one. I've never heard that. And that is so fun. And now I feel like we all need to try that. I'm like, looking I'm like what would I do? Yeah, right right doing a catwalk. <laughs> trust me. And so then I, cause I, I, I've been doing it. And then I went to my mom's or my sister's house with my mom and I was telling them about it. And then we put on the music and we were all doing it. It's, so fun. you have to try it. Do you, you have to just, like get out of your head on Spotify. Or yeah, Apple? you play. I think I'm going to make a playlist. Okay, yes. you should. I will. <laughs> I'll do a playlist, but um, it's runway music. Yes, and then you just there's so many good songs. I can't stop doing it. It's so like great. <laughs> you probably feel like that dopamine bad. hit. <laughs> you, you definitely yeah. You give it because it's just it's it's fun. And I think next year, so I, this fashion show that they do, I believe it's every year. I wasn't ready because I didn't know it was my first time, but it was so cool. It's intergenerational and you had everybody from the kids to the elders and they're all wearing like their best outfits. And I'm like, wait, what is happening? And then all of a sudden for an hour, everybody's just walking, doing their thing and they're better than the models. So it just gave me the confidence that yes, I can be a runway model too and I'm going to practice every day I love that so much and I just like have to say it's so refreshing to hear that these things that you're doing you're able to turn off your brain of like doing this catwalk walk would be great content right Mm -hmm. and I think that's something that Mm -hmm. I personally continue to struggle with you know as I navigate and like the journey of life and being a content creator, quote unquote, it's like everything can be content, but it doesn't need to be. And I think that's like a lesson our generation to sound like an old lady, like really, (laughs) I think is struggling with. Um, And it's so powerful. So thank you for all that. I now really want to go to the movies. Wendy, your turn. I think for me, I just like really, really love spending time with friends, family and engaging in like those soulful conversations where you're just like, you know, you feel like you're being heard. You're like fully present, not like passive conversation, like really engaged conversation. That to me is like just so um, 
it just really fills me up. I love it so much. So, you know, that really brings me into the present moment. Uh, being in nature, I feel is always just like, it's a nice way to um, recalibrate, recenter, um, traveling, you know, exploring different places, different cultures is, is also like really fulfilling for me and brings me into the present moment. I love that. And not that it could or couldn't be, but I love that other than the popcorn and candy reference, none of this was cooking, taking pictures of food, right? Like it's things like no. completely different yeah, than food. Definitely not <laughs> and I want to make that very clear. And not that cooking can't bring us joy, right? Because and, yeah. and eating and food and pleasure and all of these things. But I think as for registered dietitians, we have all of this. Love that you just air quoted that. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to use because I don't consider myself a dietitian. Like truly, I rarely use the word and I want to get into that. Of just, we have, I just feel like we have a bias placed on us when you tell, if someone asks you, what do you do for a living? And you say, I'm a registered dietitian. What they automatically assume about you is probably so different than who you are as a person. Right. And so I love yeah. that when you're saying these things that, you both really genuinely enjoy and bring you to the present. It's just interesting that none of that was nutrition or food really centric and not that it yeah. couldn't be, but I just think that's something interesting to point out. Yeah. That's well, that's really part point. of like, you know, I guess this conversation that we've been having about being burned out by wellness and things, I feel like maybe a couple years ago, it would have been cooking for me, but because everything is content and because it's like a constant need to perform, even when it comes to food and cooking, it's like, it's really taken a lot of joy out of cooking for me. And um, whereas before I used to feel super present in the kitchen and it was a whole process, I think. And that's also why, you know, we're at this crossroads because we're, ha we're having like really, you know, like big, big, big questions we're asking ourselves about this stuff. Like, okay, what does this mean? <laughs> we're not enjoying things that used to be enjoyable. Um, what is the impact that this work is having on our personal lives? Is this sustainable? You know, so um, it it definitely used to be that for me. Like cooking was, and I, you know, I'm also a recipe developer. Like I, I would be like really deep into cooking and I'm just like burned out by all of it. I'm doing things that are like just really quick and, um, uh, you know, easy. <laughs> I'm not like immersed in um, developing recipes right now because I just need a break from all of it. Yeah. I think the signs of burnout that you just described are so important to just highlight again for everyone listening. I mean, you don't need to be a registered dietitian to be burnt out by wellness. And yes. I think... Yeah. <laughs> Yep. I think that's Thank a point you. that like so many of our listeners need to hear because they're seeing all these like competing ideas, depending on who they follow on their feed. And they're seeing, you know, just so much competing information and just being so frustrated. I have a TikTok post right now that I swear to you is from like a couple weeks ago, that there are two human beings that are literally fighting with each other in the comment <laughs> section from a post from like a month ago. And I keep getting these alerts and I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> like, yeah. do you guys want to call each other? You want to exchange numbers? Like, this is not worth your time and you're never yeah. going to change each other's opinion. Right. And so to come back to what you just said, like signs and symptoms of burnout that I think need to be highlighted is like when something that you love, like food, 
when yeah. nothing sounds good to you, unless you have the stomach bug, which all of us have been here. I mean, Sam and I have been there the past couple of weeks, unless you have the stomach bug, like if nothing sounds good to you, like that's not a sign. It could be a sign that there's bigger things happening, but it could just be a sign that like, there's something going on in your life. That's like causing you to lose interest and joy in the things that previously brought you that. So like taking a step back and looking to what could be causing it. And maybe it is your screen time could be like hugely life-changing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh, absolutely. Um, yes, I could, I could write a dissertation on all this and with the screens. And that's why we're not on TikTok, just because I'm sure it's very entertaining and I would get sucked in. And also, I it just would not be good. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I already feel overstimulated and... I had to take, I still am on Instagram, but I took it off my main phone. <laughs> it's on my burner phone. Um, and that feels like too much still. So I have to figure it out, but it, but I do, I don't want to make social media so negative. Cause that's another thing I'm, as I'm getting older, I'm like, okay, again, enough with the black and white thinking. Like there's good things about social media too. There's good accounts. Like I've made friends. I've connected with a lot of people. Um, I think yeah, finding people who were going through something similar. And I think TikTok sounds like it's good for that, kind of like um like a Google search for stuff. Like what did I go on there and I was searching? I don't know. But I like I do have it on my computer and I can go and search like, oh, what is this? But I think, you know, we have to look at if something is like a net positive or a net negative and then use it in ways that are positive that don't take over your life. At least for me. I love that. Yeah. And also it's great for vacation reviews. Oh. <laughs> I, I booked okay. a vacation once just like on a whim. Um, and then I was like looking at the reviews on TikTok and I was like, we got to cancel this. <laughs> like, oh. This isn't gonna work. <laughs> oh, that's great. I love Because people that. will review like the food and they'll review just oh. like all of the things that like you're not finding on TripAdvisor or whatever the- uh, mm-hmm. I love that. Was it TripAdvisor? That sounds right. Yeah. Um, yes. Perfect. Super helpful. Yeah. I think <laughs> Sorry it's, to interrupt, Wendy. Yeah. You know, it has like... it has its pros and cons, and Definitely. you know, I think it's just like taking a pause because I think we're just so used to being reactive on social media, and we get sucked in, and we're not pausing to be like, okay you know, what impact is this having on me? How do I feel after I'm browsing for 20 minutes, you know? And um, yeah, I'm just feeling like, you know, a pause is right around the corner for me, maybe like a hard pause (laughs) until I can like, just really kind of get a grip of, of, because I just feel like the room is spinning with, um, you know, with all of the content, it's, it's just a lot, um, yeah. you know, and, and I think that that goes back to doing things on your own terms. Like once you take that pause, you can really figure out the kind of relationship that you want to have to social media and like how you want to engage with different accounts. Uh, but if you're just yeah. reactionary and you're, you know, especially for us where it's like, this is part of the work that we do. This is our livelihood. Yeah. If we're just like trying to be reactionary because, you know, we, have bills to pay it's like we're not really approaching it with any intention and that's not a sustainable way to do things you know so yeah yeah I also feel like social media can kill creativity as well because you're just on there and like Wendy's saying if you don't step back then you don't even realize 
what's missing, what you maybe could add, what is unique, or stepping back into the real world and and getting inspiration from places because I think with social media is a lot of like, oh, that's working. Let's copy that. And yeah. definitely I've done that as well, where it's like, oh, this is hot right now. Gen Z so hot right now. Like, let's do what they're doing. Let's hire some Gen Z consultants. But it's like, no, like, what do I actually like and enjoy and want to do? Because that's still relevant too. And, and also not getting so caught up with the likes and the this and the that. I think definitely especially 2023 um, is, and I told this to Wendy, like as long as I feel like it was something that I enjoyed and I feel um, like I had a good time doing it, or I feel like I did my best on it. Like, I don't really care what the engagement is as much as before. It's like, Oh my God, we got to change everything and the engagement. Da, 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 da. Now it's like, no, this is, this is what it was. And I can stand behind the post and kick rocks, you know? <laughs> yeah. But I love how you both have such a awareness, like a self-awareness of, and that that's really hard work. Like, I hope you both have given yourself credit of how far you've come in this journey of being able to say like, I need to take a pause or I don't give a shit about the engagement. Like some people will crumble if they're posted, you know, and, and again, going back to having awareness of your relationship to social media but I, I don't want to speak on behalf of Jenna, but I know Jenna and I have had a lot of conversations on the podcast of just recognizing, okay, if we're not enjoying something anymore, right? Coming back, we both had children. So coming back, like we're like completely different people now right. trying to show up the same job. And it it feels like, who are we and what are we doing here? Yeah. And so just self-discovery and and always knowing that like it's okay to change and it's okay if something isn't as enjoyable anymore, but if it's not yeah. digging into that and, and wondering why. Yeah. And it's, it, it is nice going through this with someone else because I can see how it would be really isolating if you're just kind of like figuring it out on your own and you're, you don't have anyone to really bounce ideas with who is, who has experienced, you know, all of this with you. So it's nice that Jess and I can talk about this you know we we talk about it all the time we're like constantly messaging and sharing thoughts and you know figuring out the best next step it's nice to have that support because you know you can kind of like start gaslighting yourself where you're like am I you know like am I going crazy am I crazy am I you know missing out on this or that and it's like no, you know, you just gotta be gentle with yourself and just slow down Slow down. Exactly. And I think as elder, well, I could speak for myself as an elder millennial, um, I feel it just hits, everything hits different. And I think one of the main reasons why it hits different is because we, and I know Gen Z sick of hearing about it, but like, we remember when this was not life. And, and whereas I read an article where it was like, millennials are always contemplating like how social media sucks. And Gen Z is like, this is it, get over it. This is life, like get over it. But it's like hard for us to get over because this is not the only life that we know. We know a life in what is the quote real world, but maybe this is, I don't know, maybe this is the new real world. It's not the real world for me. So it's like trying to navigate my place in it as someone who has dibbled and dabbled in many different decades. 
I couldn't agree more. And I think about like, I have a two-year-old and I think about what is going to be his reality one day growing up also knowing mommy talks to the camera and mommy talks to the screen and you know at some point when he's in school like what does that look like and how do I protect him from that and that really scares me because you know I remember getting my first phone in high school it was the Nokia that you could change the face the big like brick one I loved Mm -hmm. that thing Mm -hmm. um and like it was only to call my mom after soccer practice because we never knew what time it was going to end like come pick me up now like that was my only way to use it and now now to just Google to cancel someone to do all of these things online. It's just, it's very scary. So you bring up so yeah. many good points. And I think this episode has so many good boundaries in it that just people need to hear whether it's from the wellness perspective or not. Um, from that perspective, like as we're getting closer to the end here, do you have any tips for boundaries that you would share with our listeners that maybe we haven't covered yet, whether it's from social media or maybe where your, your confidence in shutting down your social media, you know, scroll time and stuff like that comes from, um, or how someone can repeat it. Something along those lines. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think spending time off of it, like not just like an hour, but like maybe a few days can be helpful just to see how you're feeling. And what I've noticed is that when I spend long periods of time off of social media, I come back and it's like, when you do it, it's a little like anxiety inducing, especially when you do it for work, because you're like, I'm missing out on so many things. But then you come back and you're like, everything is exactly the same. Yeah. I haven't missed out on anything. Everyone's doing the same shit that they were doing before. And, you know, it's like, I don't know if it's FOMO. I don't know if it's, I I, I don't know, but you're literally not missing out on anything. And and like, you know, there's like so much information about like being consistent online and and posting like three, whatever, five times a week. And it's like, I don't, I personally don't notice when like some of my favorite people that I follow haven't posted in a month, two months. It's like, no one cares. At least, I, I mean, at least I don't. <laughs> and yeah. I, I, I don't know, maybe, but I'm just like, are re- are people really noticing that like, you know, you haven't posted and like, I, I don't know. So I, I feel like that's a good boundary to set. Just like make it a practice to spend some time outside of that and see how you feel and just let your brain kind of function outside of, yeah. of all of that influx. Because I think to what, um, to Jess's point earlier, like, I think that that feels creativity. It feels like different, unique interests that you might have that you're not pouring into because you're, you're following trends. You're constantly receiving, um, you know, content. And like, it, I think it gets in the yeah. way of like figuring it out, figuring out what it is, that you want to do or like what it is that you're interested in. Yeah. And who you are too, because again, I think with social media, there's like group think and collective think. And if you are always like connected to that, how can you figure out who you are and what works best for you? So for me, I don't have any answers other than, um, I deleted Instagram off my main phone. We all, I'm sure, have like our old versions of our phone that we've kept one. So that's what I have for Instagram. Um, And 
And sometimes, you know, I get a little carried away and um, it's not as, you know, in the, in the closet as far back as I'd like it to be. Like sometimes I'm on it more than I want to be, but at least it's not like you're saying where I'm out and anything I'm posting is like never in real time. Um, because again, like I don't want to feel like every single thing is content. I like to have, uh, and I'm not perfect. I'm still figuring it out, but I would like to have boundaries around that. Like, I don't think me and Wendy really post like that much personal stuff to begin with. Yeah. Um, but it's, yeah, it's, I think for me, it's, it's taking it off my phone. And then also one app that I really love is called freedom. Have you guys heard of freedom? Mm-mm. It's basically, I think it's like, I don't know, 50 bucks a year and you can set it to block certain accounts, but like really block them. Cause I know iPhone all block stuff, but you can still get back into it, but freedom it blocks it. So I also have it to block like my email or, uh, certain things. So before 9am, I can't even like log into that stuff. Um, or after 9pm and that I find really helpful. You can set the parameters to what you want. You can block Instagram. Um, so you can only go in for a couple hours a day. So what you know, just figuring out different tools that work for you and knowing that nobody has the answers and the answers have to come from within. Yeah. That brought it full circle. Thank you for yes. that. <laughs> I know another one of my dietitian friends, Delino, who we've had on the podcast, she logs yes. out of Instagram on Friday night and she comes back Monday morning. And I like, when she told me that, I think it was a couple weekends ago, I was like, wait, really? Like, that's yeah. such a good idea. I was like, I would need to write down my password and then I'm going to do the same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's been doing that for a couple of years. I think she told me about that too. I'm like, that is genius. Like it's such, I mean, that's family time. I know she has children and like, it's just such a great thing. That app freedom though sounds amazing. So these are all incredible ideas. Again, you don't need to be a content creator to follow these recommendations. I think they would be amazing for everyone. Um, And I am definitely taking these tips to heart myself as I navigate this part of my journey too. Um, Sam, do you have anything else that you want to add in before we close out? No, I would just say, let our listeners know where, where can they best find you guys, or at least hear you, uh, where can they (laughs) listen to your amazing podcast? Our podcast is called the food heaven podcast, which you can find on iTunes, Spotify, and wherever else you listen to your podcast. Uh, on IG, we're at food heaven. Our website is foodheavenmadeeasy.com. And I think that's, that's it, right, Jess? Well, I have to plug one more thing. Okay. So I'm starting a sub stack. <laughs> ah. um, and it's about, it's going to be about like all these things we're talking about, the intersections of getting older as a millennial online. And like, what does that mean? So it'll be jessicajonesrd.substack.com. If anybody's interested, it should be launched by this time. And the working title is internet elder. Love. That. Oh, I like that. I like Thank that you. name. <laughs> That's awesome. And what a perfect extension of today's conversation. Like we didn't even yeah. know that you had this coming and that's no, literally I didn't know. Yeah. About. It's literally all brewing. That's exciting. Thank you for sharing that. And thank you guys both for being here today and sharing your wisdom and inspiration. And when we close here, I'm going to go catwalk for a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) 
Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of What the Actual Fork Pod. We know there are a lot of pods out there and we are so grateful that you are here listening with us. So if you enjoyed today's episode, please be sure to subscribe, like, share with all of your friends and faves, and don't forget to rate and review and let us know what you want to hear more of. The more we hear from you, the more that we can make these episodes exactly what you want. We would also love to connect with you on Instagram at what the actual fork pod. We promise to continue to bring you the hottest topics, greatest guests, and the most fun you can possibly have fighting diet culture bullshit. We love you, we appreciate you, and we will see you next week for more fun. Let's jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig, inspiring kid confidence.